You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. In May of 2020, I interviewed Valerie So and Christina Wong about the Anti-Sewing Squad, a sewing circle that was formed on March 24th during the global coronavirus pandemic. Initially, the group sewed masks for frontline medical and essential workers, and then for vulnerable marginalized communities. From the outset, Christina described the anti-sewing squad as a stopgap measure and said that she had no intention of turning it into a nonprofit. In fact, she stated that the nature of what the anti-sewing squad does is not sustainable in the long run, and that the goal would be for the group to eventually retire. So when when I learned that the anti-sewing squad had set a date to retire, I had to invite Valerie and Christina back on to talk about the anti-sewing squad's retirement. On today's episode of Talking Taiwan, we have Christina Wong and Valerie So will be joining us shortly talking about the anti-sewing squad's impending retirement. I can't believe it's actually here. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. Yes, it's like one of those retirements of like, oh, Why? Why should we? What is there a retirement? Is this the definition of hell? Awesome. <laughs> no. So so I thought say. it was definitive. Like, uh, like at some point there must have been a moment where you thought, "This is it. This, you know, this is the time." Because you said you sure. never wanted to go on, right? Yes. So the Auntie Sewing Squad um, was originally, if I can refresh everyone. Because uh, I know not everyone's like an ardent listener and memorizes everything, but but at the top of the pandemic, March twentieth, I sewed my first masks. Four days later, I was like, I need help. Uh, I'm getting so many requests for masks, and I started a Facebook group, which was really just supposed to be like just a few people hanging hanging out in a in a Facebook group together. Uh, uh, but I was being so deluged with donations that it was like, well, I can't pocket this. That I was like, well, I'll reimburse you all. If, if you have like expenses related to sending these masks to hospitals or whatever, because at that point it was really just hospitals and grocery store workers and essential workers. Um, I had really thought that we were going to beat this. Um, I thought that if we got these masks out, um, uh, that we, yeah, that, that we could, <laughs> I really thought we could get ahead of it. And that's why I was working so furiously on it. And it's not so much that I've given up hope, but I am, sort of sitting in this place where I realize um, this could theoretically go on forever because basically the work we do as a group is has been in putting a Band-Aid over uh, a lot of systemic inequity. Um, I hear this dog whining. I'm so we sorry. Just acknowledge I that gave Mallory him a is... dog cookie and he's not helping. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Hello, day 500 something of the <laughs> pandemic. Here we are. Wow, Still yes. Here. Yes. And Valerie has a furry friend there. Well, both of you do, right? <laughs> I do. Mine mine is just laying out quiet. It's a new dog from the <laughs> shelter. So he's very stressed out. He doesn't understand when the doors close that we're still here. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, so is it really here? You got uh, anti sewing squad is really going into retirement. Yes. So we have announced, at least among the aunties and and semi formally on the fan page, that we will be mailing in the last masks sewn from our sewing machines on August fifteenth. The last day to get reimbursed for all your postage is August thirtieth, and 
Uh, we've also made a major purchase to help run our budget down to zero, which is buying N95 masks for farm workers who have to work during the wildfires right now. So we have very little capital um, at, as it is the most of the capital was our bodies and our times and our homes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it, it might just sound like, well, why don't you just sew here and there? It's a whole engine to this. Um, like, I don't even know what's on these spreadsheets because there are other aunties who take care of these spreadsheets, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm right. here like taking care of this side of it. There's like, there's so we're dodecahedron at this point. And there's so many facets of this. Um, and I feel very clear at this point that there are masks out there in excess. Uh, I don't think that the, I felt very conflicted in the last few months. Like, do we just use the rest of our budget to buy a bunch of cheap fabric masks and mail them out? Because that would, that would just be finite. And then what would these aunties who enjoy sewing do and how do they feel connected other than, Mm -hmm. Oh, my friend threw money at this and that, you know, like there's something very beautiful about that sewing, but yes. Um, but, you know, at this point, like, the masks are here. People just need to put them on their faces. And there's only so much we can do to make that happen. And it, it, it's, it is beginning to feel like, I don't know, like <laughs> trying to empty an ocean with a bucket. Um, it, 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 and and we're, we're doing what we can, and we're, I think we're doing good work, but it could theoretically go on forever, and we were set up to never go on forever. We were set up to be obsolete because – we sewed masks because the federal government failed to respond to this crisis and we were supposed to be a temporary stopgap. And uh, there are some people who are like, just become a nonprofit. And, and that's what I am learning is from these requests that we have received from nonprofits. And last week from the actual government, we had a social worker in Alameda mm-hmm. doing a backpack drive. And she's sort of like a rogue employee. It seems like, cause I was just like, why are you asking us for masks yeah hand sanitizer like you you work for the government <laughs> wow that that it's just so broken and and the more we make ourselves available the more our labor the more we send this message that we're just here and expendable and um and infinite and um and while we are very powerful it's like our labor invisible labor it's not magic it it doesn't come from this unending reserve and mm-hmm. um and we're exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Uh, I think the goal of every nonprofit is to be obsolete, but we, we live in a country where nonprofits now sort of perpetually <laughs> carry on the social services that government has failed to provide. And mutual aid is picking up the slack of nonprofits. Um, and because it takes so long to get stuff from a nonprofit or city council, people are now just calling us because we pick up the phone or because we message them back. And uh, this is not to show, teach anyone a lesson. It's just to, um, no, but you're right. It's endless because you're responsive. Then you guys are the one that are going to get all the brunt of the needs and requests. Yeah. It's a and how long issue that we are not really able to, um, (laughs) yeah, the bigger goal, right? Valerie is to, would be to shift things structurally so that we aren't in a situation where we are driving, boxes of ramen today i was at the food bank uh, in los angeles filling badly licked bears van badly is not being paid a salary to drive this Um, we didn't even leave world harvest a donation we (laughs) we filled badly's van with canned food ramen um 
things that were donated uh, by other people like uh, gloves and adult diapers. And Badly's going to drive it across two states to our partners at Church Rock, New Mexico, right? This, this is nuts. This is, this, this was something that, that seemed like it made a lot of sense at the top of this pandemic when it was just like services were short, but why are they still short? Badly Look Bear is the Anti-Sewing Squad's Navajo Nation Relief Band driver and is listed as one of the Anti-Sewing Squad's Super Anties. You can learn all about the Super Anties on the What is HQ page of the Anti-Sewing Squad's website. I'm beginning to resent feeling like, oh, just call Christina. She'll just give her of herself for free. And mm-hmm. I think this this recent ask from the social worker kind of stung a little because I was just like, what is happening? But it was hard to be upset with the social worker because sure. she actually sent, she sent her son in LA to meet me at the food bank to fill his Honda Civic with hand sanitizer, which I didn't really emphasize is hazardous and you shouldn't carry that much liquid weight in a car, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and the car's, you know, making its way up to the Bay Area. And this is because it would cost too much to freight it. So let's put um, everyone's life at risk and fill a Honda Civic so that school kids who receive public benefits in Alameda can get backpacks, school supplies and whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think it needs to be made clear that no, we're not the alternative to FEMA. I know we keep joking about this, but this is, this is too much. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we need to stop and take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, another mutual aid group might need to step in. Um, there are other ways that we may, that we're still active. Some of our aunties have moved on from organizing mask drives to like our auntie Anne in South Pasadena. She, she supports an unhoused um, community, about 30 unhoused people that live a, like the block behind her. Um, and like our auntie Candace in uh, San Gabriel, she just had a baby and she actually was going to world harvest this, our infamous food bank and buying carts of food for Chinese American seniors in Chinatown uh, in Los Angeles, there, there's no grocery stores anymore in Chinatown. And uh, when you're on a fixed income, when you're elderly, when you're afraid of both COVID and hate crimes, it's a lot easier. The food kind of comes to you. So there are other projects we're doing. Um, I can at least still commit to like, if there are masks that are located, I can help find addresses to mail them. But at this point, this is crazy. And I, um, I guess I've, 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 I've always, I felt like so much of this project was teaching people how to respect our labor and respect our time. And I don't know. I don't know if people still get that we're volunteers and when the actual government is writing me for support, I'm, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening anymore? Yeah. Yeah. So when is the retirement date? Is there a set date? August 15th will be the last day that we mail in masks. August 30th will be the last day that aunties can get reimbursed for postage. We'll see what kind of balance we have at that point. Um, we may hold on to some of it. We may do a winter clothing drive. Um, we, we probably most likely will still uh, what I call pimp out Amazon um, wish lists for different communities. <laughs> but uh, it's been this is like a, this is a sometimes full-time job for me and I, uh, and the other aunties. And this is not something that I, and I've done the math. I've tried to figure out like if we hired one person to take on all the admin labor, could this go away? And it won't. There is so much organizing happening in all corners of the country. 
Yeah, and we just to need to. I think some of some of this retirement is is like as I'm drafting this letter about retirement, a lot mm-hmm. of it is signaling how much work we did, and also that we how important it is for us to rest and take care of ourselves. And we had a we had an auntie pass away on Friday, Auntie Sally. Mm-hmm. She was but she was battling cancer Mm -hmm. at the same time she was sewing masks, right? Like think about this. Like when you're asking for this, we're not just like hobbyist ladies just sitting around with nothing to do. Like this is, this is something Sally cared about enough that she, that she chose to do this with the end of her time on earth to support other people. This is how special this work is. And we're just sort of treated as this replacement for uh, inept government, or it's too hard to write the 99 cent store to get a donation. It, it's, it's, it's frying me a bit and it's getting me really exhausted. And, and, uh, at this point we have a lot of aunties who are already retired from this. So I mean, they love sewing, but they're like, I can't look at another mask. Well, there's a sign of anything. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the whole situation has just exposed the giant cracks in our social structure in this country that have been going on for a long time, since the 80s, since Ronald Reagan dismantled the tax system, you know, and all of a sudden billionaires don't have to pay any taxes. And it's not good because that's just not going to help. It's not helping a lot of people. It's helping three rich guys be able to go into space or whatever, right? But it's not helping the many, many other millions of people who just need, uh, uh, you know, sustenance. And um, it's kind of, it's kind of gross. <laughs> we tried our best, we are trying our best to, to rectify yeah. that, but we cannot do it all ourselves. So we, I'm hoping, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm sort of encouraged that there have been sort of uh, mass complaints and movements that have tried to, that are still, people are still trying to work to make the, the things work better in this country, you know, but there's, a, there, it's very entrenched. The political system here is, is, has been messed up for a really long time. Right. And there's all, you know, racism and all this stuff, um, racism and all this stuff. How about that? <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's great yeah. in some ways that we were able to do as much as we did, but, but we can't do it. Everything like Christina says, we're not equipped to do that. So, yeah. yeah. And people are coming to us like we are because we are faster than most mm-hmm. things. Like mm-hmm. I, I have, I started to, I was just like, I was so mad after the social, so frustrated, right? Like when the social worker wrote and I'm like, what is happening? Well, how is this going completely in reverse like this? Um, that, that the yeah, government it's, it's is now asking Groundhog us Day, like, to help them with their giveaways. Yeah, you know, just also just how things are and you know the things are shutting down again because people won't wear their masks or get vaccinated. I mean that's also really aggravating. <laughs> and then we and we have one of our one of um, Auntie Constance has COVID now. She got a breakthrough case of COVID. Constance Parn is super anti to Native nations, and I spoke to her about the needs of the Native nations previously in episode 108 of Talking Taiwan. I reached out to her recently to see how she's doing, and she said that she's on the mend. What is happening? People are like, you're heroes, you did it. But I'm like, we did what? Like, <laughs> we did someone else's job for free. We, 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 we put ourselves on the line to help people who may or may not appreciate it, right? And uh, I, 
I know it's very bittersweet because it's like I, I really thought going into this that we could flatten the curve and we could get back mm-hmm. to work in two months. And that's why I was working so hard. But at this point, I'm just like trying to reroute things that I see exist. Like at World Harvest Food Bank, there's tons of food that, that aren't getting distributed. Mm-hmm. And they only have so much capacity to like reach out to all these orgs. So when I see those needs, I, I point them to that. But it's still my energy, my yeah. time, um, something that shouldn't have to exist in the first place. Uh, so I, I, don't, I, just, I just leave us so fucking frustrated and so, so mad. Um, and yeah, I, I just feel like the system is so messed up and so, um, so difficult to shift because I, I mean, I'm actually an elected official too, right? right. I, in Koreatown. And, and I joined because I thought I could shift things structurally from the inside. I joined my neighborhood mm-hmm. council. I was elected mm-hmm. to neighborhood council, uh, but I've gotten more done as an auntie to actually shift actual change than I've done in my elected oh, office. But all that to say what I've done is mostly putting a bandaid on what the system created, which is unmasked people, hungry people, (laughs) people with no resources, right? Like getting stuff to poor people like that's, I mean, would you not be able to do what you've been doing as an auntie in your capacity as an elected official? No. Wow. Mm -mm. That's saying something because there's most, most of what we do is sit through meetings and I'm one of 20, six votes that needs to reach a majority vote. Things need to be on the agenda in order to be voted on. Um, It's a neighborhood council. So it's below it's we're all unpaid. Mm -hmm. It's below city council. We basically make a lot of recommendations that the people who actually have the power to shift may or may not actually take in consideration. We have a tiny budget this year of I think 32 or $34,000 for, and that includes the pay for things like our translation, um, our website, but also to offer a few grants to the community, mm. right? So it's like, and our community has 130,000 people in it. So that's less than eight cents per mm. person. Um, so uh, yeah, it's fucking hard. Uh, my friend Angie actually quit and she's just going to help Glenn at the food bank. Wow. Like she's like, I'm just gonna help him get grants <laughs> because she quit, she quit neighbor council and thinks it'll be, and I don't blame her. So I don't want to be completely negative, but it's... Uh, no, we need some real I talk. Think, it's been a hard day. <laughs> no, I do think that people should run for office. I don't know why this day is worse it's than It's been others, hard. But, yeah. It's been a hard pandemic. Mm. I am, what I am, I, I still firmly believe, that both Valerie and I are artists, that, that culture does shift people's thinking. And, and I think that the culture of the anti-sewing squad... I, I'm incredibly proud that we put a statement out after the massacres in Atlanta. Here's an excerpt from the Anti-Sewing Squad statement after the Atlanta spa shootings. We, members of the Anti-Sewing Squad, are heartbroken and angry at the deadly violence that occurred in Georgia on March 16, 2021. We mourn those who were killed, most of whom were Asian, Asian-American women, and stand in solidarity with their loved ones. We are alarmed by the broader context of escalating anti-Asian violence. At the start of the pandemic, the anti-sewing squad began as a group of primarily Asian American women. Some of us had family connections to the garment industry or had learned to sew as a survival skill from immigrant relatives. It was clear to us that the pandemic would disproportionately harm BIPOC, 
Black, Indigenous, people of color, and other vulnerable communities. So we immediately directed our labor to serve those who most needed protection. The entire statement can be read on the Anti-Sewing Squad's website. I am proud that we have a book coming out so that our work will not, I mean, it's by an academic press, so it's not Harry Potter, but you know. <laughs> yeah, please a, talk about the book, talk about the documentary. Yes, there's a record of our, our labor, and I'm, I'm proud that we put a face to the labor in all our public media, um, and, and that we consistently framed what we do as a critique of the, of the government's failure to respond. That it, like, to me, I very much like the word volunteer. Yes, on, on a technical level, that's what we do. But um, I'm very interested in people understanding us as aunties, as human beings, as people with faces and lives and mortality. Uh, I think it, it, I, I, it's been really rough after Auntie Sally's passing because we're really just sitting with this idea that, oh, we, we don't get to all see each other at the end mm-hmm. of this. And, um, and that was hard because she was looking for a bone marrow match. And yeah, I was like I trying my hardest to like, to like get the word out. And, and apparently she did find a nine out of 10 match, but then she came down with pneumonia. Mm. Um, and it was just like too late. So <sighs> it's yeah, really fucking yeah, hard, yeah. you know? I'm sorry. I saw that in the Facebook group. Yeah. So, At so. least hopefully, it, you know, both the, the film and the book will help us to get the word out that, uh, you know, we, we worked very hard, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's definitely. What, what's, the, what's for people that don't know, what is the title of the book and what is what are some of the can you give like a little preview of what they're going to get we're going oh and the name oh, got changed whoa. now i have to look the up name got changed. it was supposed it was supposed I to be called radical it was supposed to be called we go down sewing oh i have it it's the auntie sewing squad guide to mask making radical care and racial mm-hmm. justice. yeah because the, the publisher mm-hmm. needs to need to have all those words like those keywords in the title <laughs> so our oh. title was too weird <laughs> I, I think that's, that's the working title of the, the working title of the film oh, is yeah. still we go down sewing because, you know, I feel like, and I know that Christina has kind of framed it this yeah. way, is that we're just in this giant battle, you know, against various, various things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like in a Seriously. guerrilla war with the United States. <laughs> it went from being super patriotic and like, I couldn't believe how patriotic I felt at the top of this to like, oh my God, I'm fighting the government <laughs> right now. We are, we are literally looking at states like Constance would look at water tables. She would look at where there were no mask mandates. Like it was literally like those, those, those war movies where they open the map and, wow. <laughs> and they determine where, where to strike next. And that's, and that's how we like went about like where, where are the most vulnerable areas and how do we send yeah. them armaments? Um, and I, I still want to support those communities. And this is not about punishing any communities that have support mm-hmm. as for help, but us actually sewing the actual masks may not be the way this goes. Um, that 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 maybe there are just other ways to move things around that already exist, <laughs> i.e., socialism, right? Like that. The take from there. There are. I mean, I we call it shaking masks down from the trees. I, I, I have been able to locate in the last few weeks about twenty thousand factory-made masks that I was just re- able to resend more than twenty thousand, like thirty thousand like both disposable and fabric masks. They're mm. out there. If I can find them, other, you know, they're there. We just got to figure out how to get them or, or how to make people go, oh, this in the supply closet and go, yes, and mail it. But also people need to put them on. Yeah. 
Like, stop fucking fucking around well, here. That's, like, that's <laughs> the other issue, right? Is the, the, the messaging you know? that's come from the Republican Party to not get your vaccine and not, get a, not wear your mask and to downplay the virus. You know, I mean, honestly, like, the governor of Florida should be in jail. And the former president should be in jail for, for genocide. It's literally genocide. That's like 600,000 yeah. people that have been counted who died, you know, let alone the people. Yeah. And it, oh, totally it was preventable. not yeah. preventable. I mean, and, you know, there's also the people who, like, yeah. couldn't get into the hospital to get their, their elective, their so-called elective surgery, who then, you know, I just saw some person who said my dad had a heart problem. He couldn't get an appointment because the hospital mm. died. Right. He didn't die of COVID, but he died right. because he couldn't get into the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that slowed down. Sure. Sally exactly. Too. We have no idea. Yeah, that's true. These are yeah. things that we don't, that people so don't it's, talk it's kind about. Of, um, yeah, the glaring uh, <laughs> inequities in our society <laughs> only become more glaring under in a crisis. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe the good thing is that people are, are waking up and hopefully we'll, we'll eventually realize that there needs to be change. There needs to be like structural change. Um, I know, like, my kids, my, my te- girls are both teenagers, and they're both, like, totally, like, not, they're very disillusioned with the way things are, and they want to make, they know that, that things are, should be changed. You know, they need things to be fixed, so. So they're not just like, oh, life is beautiful, the U.S. is a wonderful place. <laughs> I don't know who thinks that no, anymore. No, <laughs> I know, right? I think there are some people who still kind of want to cling to that. They have, like, this nationalistic idea that we have, like, this American exceptionalism, right? But that's obviously been ours in decline. <laughs> For the people to accept it sometimes. <laughs> So let's try to talk about like more positive things or moving forward things like what's going on with the documentary. Um, the documentary, you know, it's been really hard to work on because we can't go out and shoot. So, um, yeah. but I'm going to, we are trying to shoot at the retirement party uh, <laughs> in, in September. Yeah. Which is in September. Yeah. Late so September. one way or another we'll get something. Um, it's really kind of the problem with the, um, independent filmmaking is that it costs a lot of money and it's very hard to raise right. that money. So just kind of doing yeah. that kind of fundraising is, is it's, it's really tedious. <laughs> um, oh yeah. 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 Cause not only do you have to deal with the filmmaking, but now you have to do yeah. fundraising also. And that it's is a, a job in itself. Um, but we'll see. Do you want to talk do. about what your vision for the doc uh, would be? Oh, do I have a vision? You have a vision. You have a vision, Well, you described like um, uh, how to, you know, how do we talk about a so like a documentary yeah, about mean, a sewing group? And, and it's, is it just a documentary about a sewing group? And it's yeah, not. Yeah. I it's mean, so much I think more. to me, it's also just kind of tying it in with like past um, activism um, from women of color, not only in the U.S. but like around the world. You know, because there are a lot of folks in the group who are, are immigrants or children of immigrants and some of them fled authoritarian regimes and now live in the U.S. and now they're facing you know hate crimes so it's kind of ironic right they come from Vietnam or something and then they come here and it's like oh my god it's worse here <laughs> so how is that kind of um, all tied together in this idea of uh, you know helping other people I guess working towards liberation is what we say right yes moving towards liberation trying to um, yeah get people who are, are at the bottom of the social structure to be able to lift themselves up a bit. And it's not always an individual thing. You can't do it individually. So 
again, you know, just try to work systemically to do that. And I think that the anti-sewing squad is a really good example of kind of like hierarchical, non-hierarchical organization. We did a really great job of trying to always make sure that everybody had input and in decision making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm the overlord, we, but we're we not hierarchical. All the time. Very important. So. <laughs> because <laughs> there's a lot of very opinionated people in the group so they definitely um don't let christina get away with too much right <laughs> super aunties <laughs> not when i close <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny i didn't even know what mutual aid was before all this i'd heard the the term bandied around and i was like oh that sounds so that word, just uh, the two words together. I was like, what does that mean? Like, uh, is it, I, I imagine like two people putting band-aids on each other well, at the same I mean, time. Kind of is, like, right? what is yeah. that? I don't, yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. I was like, well, how can, how can two people who are hurt give each other a thing? And then I think about things like time banks in mm-hmm. neighborhoods where it's like, you, you go help someone yeah. tutor, you get an hour in the time bank and then someone will come garden for you. But I'm like, do those work? Don't they inevitably fall apart? And here I am. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully it happens national, if other people step in you know, and lift you up, right? You're, so you're not the only, I mean, the idea is you have a lot of people working yeah. together. And then that, well, yeah. We had a lot of that. You know, some of our recent asks was like, as I've been bantering with the super aunties, I'm like, what happens if we just call FEMA? <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to have an auntie just call FEMA and find out, <laughs> are you people fucking real? What do we do when we need something? And she she got a little, in, I'm, su- I'm surprised she was able to, to get information in a phone call and wasn't put on hold for hours. But apparently uh, LA reimburses people for some certain expenses related to relief supplies now i'm like i need to know more um but you know they're they're they're, they've been really great for the most part the obvious about helping what was this other thing we delegated oh i I needed to send uh we needed to figure out like the best price for n95 masks like no fucking around no looking on home depot or like running around with a joanne's coupon (laughs) that you can only use on one item like no we need to make a ten thousand dollar purchase we could hook it up and and we had three aunties on the case and we found a, what i think is a pretty good deal for straight up n95 yeah. masks oh. um from a group that will also mail I mean, them for what, us so what we do what the aunties do, the, the auntie sewing squad does is it allows people to be to bring out their like most generous self it gives them a channel for that you know it's like oh i i think that people who want to help sometimes don't know how so we have offered them like a, a way to show, yeah. to show, you know, it's like, can you help do this? Can you make cookies? Can you make masks? I don't know how cookies came up. Um, can you, can you, can <laughs> it's you always going to come yeah. up with Valerie. Can you work on the website, you know, it's like you just wherever you fit in, it doesn't only have to be one thing. And it's good because then everybody kind of feels like they're helping and then you all feel better and you have like this collective mutual aid thing where you're all helping each other out. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, so you guys really embody this mutual yeah, aid. Yeah, because modern life really encourages people to be very siloed and separate. Mm-hmm. And so to, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and and good, goods for service. Yeah, uh, and goods also for competitive cash against each other. For cash. You know, that's what capitalism for, is, right, is competing. So to not have that competitive thing happening is really, is really mm-hmm. important. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried, like I've said before, like I've tried to use capitalism <laughs> to get us out of this situation for a while. Like at the beginning, I was like, how can I just hire some 
seamstresses to do this and and then we'll make it go away and then when it became clear that that could have been an option we could just buy a bunch of masks made in a not covid safe factory mm. in mexico and then walk away and some of the other mask groups were encouraging me to do that but i was like what about this community right like we have built this amazing network that can call on each other there are aunties and we we tell them stop doing this because we're still <laughs> making masks who come in asking for like weird advice but they'll get answers that they won't get on their personal pages you mean because like personal advice who, like not not about mask making all sorts of weird <laughs> shit like who, I, I need a translator oh. for this dialect i need a this i need i need to find a 13 year old i can photograph i need um we had one auntie uh, who whose husband posted for her i'm so-and-so's husband and she wants you to all know she's in the hospital like mm-hmm. that's none of us have met her in person we've only met her in zoom but, but that's how deep of a bond people feel to the group that they like we're their emergency contact you know for better or for worse and so she, that, that auntie's fine by the way that auntie's very fine and i was very proud of how all the other aunties like stepped in like to to wish wish her well and wish and 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 we we had some posts about mental health because it was about related to mental health but you know this is this is this group is like it's it's become more than just so the masks or get rid of the masks but i i, I do feel like if we step away from sewing masks that will open up room for other ways that we can help and i think it's awakened for some aunties as evidenced by auntie ann and auntie candace doing these these things that 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 people are discovering we've been connected to all these communities that we can support in other ways and badly is not driving any sewing goods to church rock it's all relief kind of supplies or just things that their communities need so i mean you guys have really that's the amazing part about the anti-sewing squad is that you've really created a community and um, I see how you guys really support each other and you have these things like the stitch and bitch sessions. And my question is like, even though you guys go into retirement, you have like these relationships and these connections and this bond. I mean, is this community going to continue in some kind of virtual form or online form? If not to yeah. do the work that you guys are doing to create mass, at least just to continue the community. The, the group the group page will still be there. We want it to still be a place where aunties can call right, on each other for right. support um, for things uh, and, and, and resource share and share what projects they're working on. Um, yeah, so that will continue. It's not like, okay, now we go back to being selfish. I mean, some of us get to, <laughs> but like, because <laughs> we were so selfless this whole time. But <laughs> but I do think, you know, we have a book coming out. We um, The documentary will eventually come out. I have a show coming out about it. So there are different ways our community will meet each other in person or connect and celebrate. And I, 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 I know I've been profoundly impacted by this time. Uh, I've also been fucking stressed out by this time. My mother's criticism of, of me on this podcast, by the way, is the uh, keep talking like a sailor <laughs> hurts her ears. But. Oh, well, yeah. fuck it. Anyway, so, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I think this is, yeah, the, 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 you, we, we are bonded in, in ways. Some of us, yeah, like, I'm just beginning to learn what people do for a living. So yeah. we will see. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting. So, Valerie, what about you? What's impacted Well, I mean, today I was, you know, thinking, geez, a year ago I was in a really terrible shape. It was just great to be able to, to like, have a group of people, like I said, that were doing something positive. And also there's, like, doing something with your hands. 
you know, because otherwise I would have really gone off the deep end. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I do have to go though. I'm so sorry. So yes. okay. thank you okay. so much, Felicia. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Valerie. Take care. I, and I, I know that there's a lot of pride around the group and that I, I see it just as a transition. I don't see it as a breakup. I don't see it as um, burn it all down, but the actual engine to right. keep masks going all over the right. country and sort of the, the, the level of requests that we're getting at this point. Um, we just could prove that, that we could in theory be here so forever. So you're still getting a lot of requests. It hasn't subsided. No. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it has okay. subsided yeah. a lot. But it's still very steady, yeah. Uh, but some of the things are like like N95 masks are a very particular thing that we can't. Right. So we are gonna we're gonna make a, a big purchase with I guess again with the end of our budget. Um, and kids masks, mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of requests mm-hmm. for children's mm-hmm. masks because th- those are trickier mm-hmm. to find, mm-hmm. just sort of sitting around. And and it is rough with Delta. And and that question has come up. You're not the first person to ask. Well, what about the Delta variant? And. Uh, we we do believe that the masks are here. We just have to, and the information is here, and um, and our network is here. I mean, people are always telling us they have extra stuff and asking if we know who needs it, so <laughs> we can help move things in that way. But this sort of factory, we we need to close down so that we can make room for mm-hmm. other good things mm-hmm. we do in our life, but also making room for systemic shifts. And, um, and and critiquing why we had to be here in the first place and not get people used to the fact that we're we're just here. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. It's rough. It's it's bittersweet. Yes. It's hard. No, it's no, hard. No. And I had yeah. I had hope I had hope for a clear end to the pandemic, and we're no. Not that, that. And that's the thing is um, like it doesn't seem this going to be clear. Who knows? Yeah, because all the different variants and well, I'm not sure how to end this. But <laughs> um. <laughs> You just retire. You say, okay, okay we're at yes. our time. My free, my free Zoom account's going to close the weekend. And because that's, I mean, that was the thing with us too. It's like we could theoretically go on yeah. forever. And and my fear is on August 16th, we'll get like these really scary messages saying, oh God, our school needs all these yeah. masks. But it's also yeah. like, we, uh, some of the, uh, some of the other aunties want to pick that up. They yeah. can. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we, we set our, we, we set up with the goal to be yeah, obsolete. This, you didn't, and, yeah, this is not sustainable. Yeah. 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 And, um, and yeah, it's not sustainable at all and uh, not healthy to go on this long. Um, I mean, uh, and yes, we have, you know, when it comes to the pandemic, yeah, you have, you have ways have no choice and you have to just keep practicing precautions just because you're sick of the pandemic doesn't mean, it's sick of you and then ready to walk away yeah. either. But uh, yeah, I mean, for us, we were just like, we looked around and we were like, there are masks yeah, everywhere. Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah. not in the communities they need right, to be in. Right. And so we just have to figure out how to direct people to what exists versus us make them from scratch. Right, right, right. So looking forward to this new iteration. I know your community will still be around, just not in the same capacity. Also looking forward to the exciting things that you're doing. I know that you're going to be having a show in New York in November. So it's yes, exciting. Absolutely. It is, it is, it is exciting. It's a little yeah. scary. Still not sure if it's going to happen, if anything is going to get yeah. shut down again, or if we just... We just don't know. November is a, who knows what's going to happen by in November. <laughs> but, you know, as we go, we just, 
I, I had a whole tour that was postponed yeah. last year and it fucking yeah. sucked, but yeah. I, there you go. A little effort again, <laughs> but um, made it work. Uh, no, thank you. Three times. It's no, no, no. Record. It's just like I've had you. Uh, you know, I just felt like since you're going to retirement, we had to have you on to like have some closure and to yeah. like let people know what's going on. And but that you're not going away, but that it's going to take a different form. the yeah. level of labor yeah. needs to shift. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But we still here. We still care. We yeah, just absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Christina. Take care of yourself. We'll Thanks, be in Felicia. Touch. You take yes. care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. All right. See you you. soon, hopefully, in New York. Yes. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to my interview with Christina Wong and Valerie So about the anti-sewing squad's retirement. If you haven't already listened to my previous interviews with Christina and Valerie about the anti-sewing squad, you might want to check out episodes 75 and 107. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. To learn about any of the items mentioned in the episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There we'll list any related links. Talking Taiwan publishes new episodes weekly. It's thanks to the support of listeners like you that our work is made possible. You can help us grow and continue producing engaging content by making a contribution on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Talking Taiwan. Supporters can snag a Talking Taiwan tote bag, be invited to a quarterly AMA, or Ask Me Anything session with me. Felicia Lin, the host of Talking Taiwan, or receive advanced notifications of future guests. Support Talking Taiwan by telling a friend about us, and don't miss an episode of Talking Taiwan by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.